Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about pop culture and try to keep things just a little bit more optimistic. We don't always succeed, we do have a bloody fun time doing it though. My name is Nathan and as always I'm joined by Lawrence. Hello. (laughs) You wanted to go in a different direction Uh, and I'm surprised you didn't because it's me editing today so you would have had the freedom to uh, say whatever you wanted. It's true, I just could not think of anything to say, though. But... Oh, okay. So it was a creative lapse, was it? Yes, yes. I, I may or may not have woken up five minutes ago, so... <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> look, you were you were on time, you were early, if anything, so that's... You're, you're fine, in my books. How, how, are you, how are you? You're having a day off, I believe. I am having a day off. Um, it's going well so far. I've just been sleeping. It was just so, since last night, or <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I woke up this morning and I watched a movie, Ooh. and then and then I went to bed. Nathan's woken up from his nap at two p.m. For context, that's where we're <laughs> um, this is not like a regular evening thing. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, I am good since you didn't ask. Thank you very much. Well, when did I have a chance? <laughs> you got to keep it snappy, Nathan. Keep it moving. Okay. Well, how are you? I'm I'm well. Uh, I don't know if you can hear, but next door have recently got a new puppy. Um, I cannot and it, hear. And it, and, oh, good, because it's barking a Ooh, lot. I can better put my phone on silent. Bloody hell. <laughs> Blow it. Who's blowing up your line when we're trying to that, record the Tick Tick Boom podcast? That's an email from Patreon. Oh, you got telling your receipt all, through, did you? It's telling me, <laughs> it's telling me about all my Patreon subscribers. Oh, for yeah. your, for nudies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Patreon is. Right, tick tick boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what is this movie? This is a movie about a guy uh, called Jonathan Larson who 
made Rent, but before he made Rent, he made one musical that never took off, and then uh, and then a a, a solo one man like monologue type show. I think. I think the whole thing is just like one long monologue. Yeah. Yeah, which is Tick Tick Boom, which is kind of incorporated in this. It's kind of like a this this film is like a remake, and then it also cuts to like his the action the things in his life that were actually going on that he spoke about in Tick Tick Boom, right? It's yeah, it's a more in depth perspective of it. You have like you have the actual monologue stuff, the like stage production, but then because it's a movie and because we're able to do this, we go more in depth and actually see the stuff that he's talking about and see. You know these events that shaped him and, and get him to where he is and stuff. So. Yeah, and it's got Storm from X Men Apocalypse in it as well. Does it? Who's that? Is that his girlfriend? That's, that's his girlfriend. Yeah. And someone said it was her on Twitter, and I was like, that can't be right. She's like thirteen, and then I remembered X Men Apocalypse came out in like twenty sixteen or something, and I was like, oh no, I'm old. <laughs> I'm very old. You are old. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Andrew Garfield's great, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is actually. He's. Very good fun. Fun dude. Uh, surprisingly good voice. Yeah, that, apparently he couldn't sing, but I don't oh, know really? how... Tra- I think that's one of... The, you know when like a, an all-round performer's like, nah, I can't sing, and you know they're yeah. fucking incredible at singing. Yeah. I, I don't know how you go from having no voice to like... like like I don't know how you go from being able to just simply hold a tune to being able to belt out some of these really challenging songs flawlessly. Yeah. Meaning no voice. Um... Yeah, it's it's difficult to say. I he probably he could have sing sung, but has he ever done anything singing before? Not really. No, I don't think not so. That I'm aware of. No, I'm, I, 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 again, I haven't seen a lot of his indie old stuff. <laughs> Maybe he was popping a tune out in Hacksaw Ridge. He did not bust out a show tune in Doctor Who, but there no. was a show tune <laughs> in that episode. So I keep I keep wanting to do the, the Hacksaw Ridge impression of him, thinking it's the Doctor Who one, but it's not. It's just because he has they're a southern they're accent. Mostly the, they're mostly the same. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold a gun. It's gonna be my way to serve. Well, I hitched uh, up my coat and I came out of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I went. And they said to me, "I gotta put a gun in my hand." I said, "No, sir." <laughs> anyway, here's a man who's a pig and a Dalek who's a man as well. Fantastic uh, <laughs> an, episode of Doctor Who for anyone interested. Um, <laughs> It was definitely oh. shot in New York. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, wow. This this little musical uh, directed by Lin-Manuel. What did you think of the direction for Lin's debut? Directing debut, yes. Um, I was really surprised at how, like, good this is like not yeah. in a horrible way Lin-Manuel is <laughs> like, but no he, no he's <laughs> mad talented but this is the first time he's done something like this obviously he's directed like stage plays and stuff like that but it is a different medium it is yeah. completely different um and if anything it like I, I don't know if it's if it's harder to do either to be honest um I don't know which one's the harder one to do I'd imagine film maybe because it's a bit more technical I'm not sure if he ever has directed stage plays to be honest He's, he did, he's uh, definitely written them and and produced them, but in terms did he of not, usually, did he not direct Hamilton? No, no, he actually he gets a director on board to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, then this is even more impressive then by that. <laughs> um, no, this was this was really good as like because it's quite like an intimate story and it's very like personal and and clearly it's like his like if he was going to make a movie, it was going to be this movie. Um, it's probably it was probably quite an undertaking for him and how like 
remarkably this is shot as well as like directed in terms of just like where the camera is for certain emotional moments and stuff i was like this mm. is this is really clever this is cool yeah yeah it, it very much has like a an indie vibe to it really mm. the, this does nothing about this um screams big budget big production movie which which i guess it is and i don't know what the budget was but i can't imagine it was huge um it wasn't pushed out massively i know it came out on netflix and everything so it had a platform behind it but it wasn't it like it wasn't one of netflix's big pushes like i remember seeing the trailer for it like months back and being like that looks cool and then forgot all about it until i knew yeah. it was out yeah yeah there was to be honest course... thank god spider-man happened because <laughs> this movie would have made no money if spider-man wasn't around yeah. Does it make money though? I mean, it's a Netflix movie. I, I don't know, but it, like what I'm saying is it it would have it would have had far few fewer eyes on it if Andrew Garfield wasn't the talk of December. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah, I agree though. I think Lynn actually did quite a good job. Like I say, there is a real uh, kind of indie film vibe to it, which definitely works in its its um favor it kind of looks like shit and i mean that in a good way yeah <laughs> yeah it like the camera quality doesn't seem great and it all seems a little bit grainy and that sort of thing and i don't know if that's just a cinema grain filter added to it or if that's actually you know just what they used but it all it looks sort of grimy and i think that kind of works in the like you know, the dirty, downtrodden New York kind of vibe that they're going for as well. The, you know, yeah. the struggling, starving artist working at a fucking diner and all that sort of stuff. I yeah. think that it, that kind of works with the whole theme of it, really. I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure... I just quickly Google searched it. It wasn't shot on film, but it's okay. definitely made... It's definitely fucking made to look like it was. Yeah. Um, like, film does have that grainy aspect to it. But, uh, yeah, but it all, it all serves it. And that's that's why I was, like, genuinely quite surprised that, like how much thought went into this because i'd imagine it's so easy for a new director especially one with lin-manuel miranda's name who could walk on and just say to netflix i'm gonna make this with this camera and they would have gone yeah fuck go on crack yeah. on and they just throw money at him but like it, it there's clearly a lot of thought put behind it and it does fit the 90s grimy new york setting because there's i don't think i think there's one occasion where this film looks visually like incredible in terms of um what it's showing on screen is like graceful and and elegant like the shots are good they're like the cinematography is really nice but in terms of what's in camera like what's being shot looks yeah. nice and that and that and that's used to contrast how fucking ugly his current apartment is like yeah. it's it, it's the song uh, no more i think it's called yeah. um where they're just like <laughs> no more living in this piece of shit and then they like cut to a penthouse and he's like i love living in this penthouse it's amazing and lovely <laughs> uh i don't know what else to say really um Oh, but the whole the whole movie, <laughs> nothing else to say. Uh, no, I. Well, all right, what was your? This is a musical. You famously are more into musicals than me. Do you have any like background knowledge on Jonathan Larson? Um, uh, like, don't to be honest. No, I knew that he wrote Rent, and I knew that he died. That's pretty much the only two things I know about him. Um, yeah. I have never even seen Rent to be honest. I know the the um, the minutes song the. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Oh yeah, um, that's that's about it, really. Um, I've heard it's good though, and I've heard it's quite. It deals with a lot of stuff in this, like the AIDS crisis and that sort of thing. Um, so clearly he, you know, he took the advice and he wrote about what he knew and that sort of thing. Um, mm. so maybe I should watch it. 
But but yeah, no, I didn't know much about it to be honest. Went in kind of blind to it all. Yeah, I, I went into my 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 things that drew me to this was Andrew Garfield and um, the kind of movie musical um, like rock thing. I was like, this this seems cool, and I watched it, and I was like, fuck, and it's actually a very really like sad story. But I think what it does yeah. in like this really interesting way is kind of it's clearly a love letter to like perseverance in the arts and you know like striving to make your dreams come true and stuff. But yeah. I think it's a, it's really kind of an interesting take to be like, strive and your dreams will come true. But then the entire movie just throw shit at a main character. Like, yeah, it's cool. And and for Lin Manuel Miranda to do that because he's a he's like the I don't I, I don't know enough about musical theater to call him the Jonathan Larson of this day. Um, I'd imagine there's more people that are more influential, but he's he's. I guess as famous as he was, I don't know. More I'd, so, I'd, I'd say yeah, I'd say Lynn is more famous than yeah. Jonathan Larson was. I think, I think quite a lot of people, and maybe this is just the age we live in because information is more readily available. But I think quite a lot of people know about Lynn as opposed to those who would know about Jonathan. I think Jonathan was famous for a particular set of people, like those in the in the theater industry and yeah. you know annoying theater kids and that sort of thing. Um, but I think Lynn has a more well-known uh, fan base, I guess. Well, he, I guess he's yeah. It, it, it is the day and age that he is. Like, I mean, who doesn't famous. know Hamilton? Like, yeah. Even if you haven't seen it, you'd have heard of it and shit. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He's, what he's was a... your um? What was your tune? What was your what was your tune of the? Of I don't the know. Music? To be honest, the music was all quite good. I re- I did um like the opening number just because I've heard it so much, like fucking you know on TikTok or whatever the yeah the uh, thirty ninety song. Um, I I do like I do like that song. Um, there's some really really good ones through it. I think the one where he talks about you know him and Michael growing up as well and all the stuff they did together just towards the end of the movie that one yeah. was heartbreaking but also yeah, just just a really really good song as well um yeah i enjoyed that and then the, the really weird one where he was having a fight with Vanessa and Hudgens as well um oh the therapy <laughs> one right yeah that was i don't know that was really weird but i also liked it as if they get in Gabriella Montez and are in the <laughs> sidelines, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> no, this uh, no, this whole thing was cool. I love the um, um, the kind of uh, like how they incorporated Tick Tick Boom the show into this because it was like yes. every time the telling of the story and any time that we were watching the events of Jonathan Larson's life and it got a bit too intense or like maybe it needed some context they just yeah. cut back to tick tick boom the show <laughs> like yeah. which i'm pretty sure i read somewhere was mostly like verbatim they pretty much kept it very similar oh really yeah i heard i mean like obviously there's some screenplay touch-ups to make shit a bit more dynamic and i don't know if 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 it needed changing or whatever um but no, apparently it was mostly the same, which is quite cool. Mm, that's cool. I think you can watch it all on YouTube. What, the whole thing? Well, some of it, at least. Oh, that's pretty cool. I've definitely seen like clips recommended to me of um, Jonathan Larson doing 3090 or whatever. Yeah, I've seen um, a few of them, yeah. So, yeah. And then during the credits, they've got like footage of it as well. Yeah, that, that was that that footage at the end of the credits, that was like kind of... that was I was already like 
wow, that was a really good movie. But then my, my jaw hit the floor when I was like, oh my God. Like, it just looks like Jonathan Larson is walking around on the set they just used to film. Like, that's how, yeah, really does, how well yeah. recreated it is. Like, you've got the, um, the is it the Moondance Diner? Um, Moondance, yeah. Which is supposedly quite famous. I didn't know that it was quite a famous thing in film and TV. How did you not in... know it's a famous diner? It's as seen in the smash hit movie, 2002's Raimi's Spider-Man. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I googled it and it was and it's just the you know the meme of MJ where it's like he said this or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I just saw it was in the background of that and I was like, whoa! <laughs> I had no idea. It was kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's like it's one of those diners that like a lot of like people who got, work in Broadway go on to, well they work there then they go on to Broadway I think I think that's the whole thing behind it. Yeah, New York, baby. You got a you got a dollar. You got a dollar in your wallet. You can have a fucking three thousand dollar month apartment, but don't worry about <laughs> it. You, you, you got a dream in your pocket. That's all that matters here, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's that, and that's that's kind of the that's the argument of um of Alex Ship's character Susan, who's Jonathan's girlfriend. Yeah, because um, she's like, hey. uh this sucks. Um, we have we no move? money. <laughs> yeah. I just got a job offer for a very good job. Um, let's move and have a good life. And he's like, uh, all right, that's, that's, that's great and all. Well done. Proud of you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How dare you? You are speaking to Jonathan Lasson. <laughs> Let me write my little songs and then we'll get back to this. All right. Yeah, um, they hey, you know that answer. musical I'm making with no prospects and not even an interested agent calling me back. And also, I haven't even written half of it yet, and I'm performing <laughs> yeah. it on Sunday or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to a crowd of literally like no one apart from one guy, and if he doesn't like it, I'm fucked. And, um, and I don't even know if that one guy will show up because I saw him like three years ago. He's only like the literally the biggest fucking name in musical theatre. So on the <laughs> off chance that he does show up to my silly little show. I may possibly have something of a career. In the meantime, you go and do your stupid dances in the Berkshires or whatever. Imagine like, just like being like a fucking, I don't know, let's make this more relatable to you. Let's say you're a fucking a film student. You're making your silly little film. You're making Onion Skin Part 2. And then in walks fucking Steven Spielberg and just sits down and is like, hmm, okay. Yes, I, uh, there's things you need to work on. Basically, that would yeah. that would destroy you. And I don't know. It, it's it's kind of both because he's not mean, but he's he's definitely given. He's definitely saying like this is bad, and you need to work on it. Yeah, it's not mean. It's constructive criticism, which then which I think is cool in this because it like it deals with how like detrimental that can be in terms of like it you'll need it to grow as like an artist but at the same time one yes. little comment from the wrong person can just live in your head um, I did, like... I, i'd say rent free but it's new york so it's probably <laughs> way too much rent exactly but, yeah. <laughs> i did like um i did like john lovitz as the other guy who's just like well i think this <laughs> and, and then uh, yeah. Sonnenheim was like, "Well, actually, I think more of this." And he's like, "Oh yeah, no, me too. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're yeah. the same. We're on the same yeah. page." You and me. That's, yeah. that's what I was going to say. It took the words <laughs> right out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, John Lovitz. But yeah, John, John, Jonathan Larson is a bad boyfriend. Very bad boyfriend. He is a bad um, boyfriend. Yeah, that she she was right to break up with him. Yeah, and it and it does on. do the like it does do the funny like kind of artist. 
um, cliche of like y- you're you're blocked, you're mentally blocked for ages, yes. and then like you're in the middle of an argument and you're like, "Fuck, I got it, I just got it," but I can't write it down. It'd be very insensitive to have that to be like, "Hang on, can I just pull my notepad out right now?" He does seem like a bit of an insufferable dick at times. Yeah. So he yeah. he seems like one of those people, and we and we talked about this when we talked about um. Soul as well, one of those people who's just blindly focused on their own life and their own goals and dreams that everything else around them is just noise. If you yeah. decided that you want to get a job in advertising, well, you fucking sold out, and that's pretty shitty of you. I'm still working and trying to make the dream happen. There was a scene there, like, towards the end, where they were they finally started to show who was there in the audience of the actual Tick Tick Boom bit, um, and they didn't show Mike for quite a while, and I was like, oh, no, no, yeah. no. But then they did show, I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. Yeah. Um, I'd be very worried for a while there. I don't actually know if he did die or not, but I hope not. Uh, I heard it, I heard, I, I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if this is 100% correct, but I'm pretty sure that um, Mike was mm. um, made up for the movie, based on oh, really? a collection of a few of his friends, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Um, but again, I might I might be totally wrong. I didn't look into it enough to know it. I just some I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere that he was kind of made up for the film. Oh, okay. Um, but no, Did but like... you notice that the <laughs> the um the diner scene, like the scene where they sing that song at the diner, where they have like the Sunday rush or whatever, <laughs> yeah. uh, the one where which have Lynn Lynn's cameo in. Um, yeah. You may or may not have noticed this, but that scene was just. Let's get every single Broadway actor who has ever <laughs> yes. performed into one scene, yeah, uh, and just fill it with cameos. Lin, that... Lin, Manuel, Lin Manuel went into his phone that day, typed in Tonys, uh, and and anyone that like it would be like people like um, like um, Philippa Sue Tony, and then he'd be like, right, ring all of these and ask them if they want to show up to the Moon Dance Diner set <laughs> to to look knowingly at things. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit, that, that was a bit cheesy. It was, cheesy, it was a but... bit cheesy. Yeah, it was very much like. And now the cameos. Look at this Broadway royalty. Everyone <laughs> who's anyone is here. <laughs> but it was fun, though. It was. Fun. It was. It was fun. Like, it, like it, it wasn't like gratuitous enough to like take anyone out of the the set. Uh, yeah, or take anyone out of the movie. And then, like the film, like the song itself was kind of about the legacy of of kind of what he goes on to do. Oh, now um, I hear the dog. Yeah, the dog. The dog's going again. Um, no, yeah, it was fine. It was. It was cool. Um, what was the one thing I was going to say? Yeah, no. Uh, but so, so John was a bad boyfriend, and the thing I loved about that was that how like Lin Manuel wasn't afraid to show that. Like, I would have been really kind of aggravated by this movie if it was just look how good the arts are for like nine yeah. minutes, and it's not. Like, he shows him being a starving artist, <laughs> like having no rent, living in a shithole. His power um, gets cut off. Yeah, his power gets cut off. Um, he has like writer's block, which is like detrimental to his success and very poorly timed. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, because it just is is a shithole of an industry. Like, as in, like this, like what what's the what's the age old saying? It's like fucking ten percent people, ten percent of people that want it make it, or something like that. I don't think it's even that, to be honest. Mate. Yeah, which is it's which is ridiculous, but it shows yeah. that like. 
that people have to get incredibly lucky and it's not like and it's not like Andrew Garfield it's not like Jonathan Larson didn't put the work in to get there like he sacrificed almost every relationship he had also the starving artist thing that's a lie as well it's mm. it's that is like so fu- the amount of luck you need to have to actually make it as a starving artist is fucking incredible and if you look at all not all, but a lot of like the big names in both Hollywood and Broadway in the West End or whatever, one common factor you'll find along quite a lot of them, either famous or very rich parents. That is something that is yeah. a big fucking factor in all of this, okay? Yeah. And- <laughs> it's a correlation that pops up quite often. In, in that yeah. Reason. How do you think fucking Benedict Cumberbatch paid for drama school? Eddie Redmayne, fucking uh, Tom Hiddleston. What do these guys all have in common? All right, because they didn't <laughs> fucking pay for Rada themselves, guys. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> mummy and daddy footed the bill. <laughs> anyway, that's my either rich. Nathan just got really, really upset that he was never <laughs> able to go to Rada. <laughs> Look, I could have gone to Rada if I wanted. Carl Bauer didn't pay. <laughs> um there's there's one song in this um that i think is and i don't think it's many people's favorite choice but i think it like you know i always have that complaint with musicals where it's like if the music doesn't progress the plot then what's the point yeah it's a very i stand by the fact that it's a very weird complaint not necessarily a weird complaint just an incorrect complaint (laughs) not necessarily weird lawrence (laughs) just wrong just wrong yes (laughs) Um, well, Sometimes like, it's, it's fun to have just a weird little jaunty tune for no reason. No, right. And there are times where I think that that is used to effect. Mm. But like, like for example, so, so just right. go next door and kill that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually met that dog. He's very cute. Um, okay. I, one of my parcels got delivered there the other day, and I went in and saw saw the young little nipper. Doesn't sound um, cute. Nah, it was cute. He's just he's just new. He needs to okay. settle. He needs our support in this trying time. <laughs> okay. um, so no, anyway, my favourite song in this whole thing is Swimming. Um, which, oh, yes. Which I think is kind of perfectly sums up what I love music, uh, movie musical songs to be. Um, so okay. you go in, I'll, I'll explain why. So you go in, he goes in and he's, he's this is at the height of his like mental block. Like he can't get any work done for the evening. He needs yes. to go out and clear his head. He's just had a like a big fight with Susan um and his um his performance like his his potentially career defining performance is in like 12 hours and he hasn't got the song he needs yes um so he goes out um and like the entire thing is him just making up a song in his head um so like he walks over to the pool and he's like stretch stretch spit in the mask and he's like just doing shit and making a melody out of it in his head yeah um and that's a really good look into like how it's um like how um, his head is just plagued with thoughts. Like he's just like going in and he's just trying anything he can to make throw shit at a wall and make it stick. Um, but the the part I love the most is when he goes underwater um, and you start getting these amazing harmonies uh, come through with uh, that guy and Vanessa Hutchins yes. um, singing "Come to Your Senses" and it's just like very brief, very brief kind of moments of of, of what that song could be. Um, and you just see his eyes widen as he's like underwater. Like he almost seems like he's like, I'm willing to drown if I can fucking just hear this moment for a second. <laughs> um, 
and it's and it, I, I just thought the performance was amazing the like the direction of that scene was amazing like it's they use this kind of um something else that i've i've said is bad in the in the heights when they you know he says like that i've got more flows than obi-wan kenobi and then like a lightsaber graphic comes on the screen yeah they they've got a similar thing to that where like the pool um the pool's kind of tiles uh, turn into these musical notes yeah and I just think it's used so much better and so much more to the like the character's effect and the film's effect. And I just it was the polar opposite of what I thought when they did it in In the Heights. And I was like, this is this is amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I do think it was something that was used better and it was very visually pleasing. Um, I also liked it in In the Heights, though. It was a little pointless, but I don't mind. Yeah, well, that, that's there. That's the thing. Like, it it, it wasn't like damaging or anything. Like, it wasn't yeah. bad. It was it was just unnecessary flourish for no reason. Um, well, that's. The, I think you just perfectly summed up musicals. <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> flourish for no reason. That's no, the whole fucking idea. Yeah, and it might be, but I just think when it when it all works together in tandem, it's just it's another layer that's just like fuck. This is cool, and I guess it also in the medium of film, it did something that you can't do in a stage production. Um, which which I think is which I think is cool in itself because it shows the reason for moving it to a film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just I think it was just working on all cylinders that song specifically and was just fucking really good shit. Okay. But cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, fuck you in the heights. <laughs> you suck. And so does Obi Wan Kenobi. There was a few notes of in the heights at the opening of this movie, and like, because like there was one of the studio logos, which I think must be Lynn's studio, I guess now. Because it had a few notes of um, the last song, you know, the hydrants are open bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I, d- I didn't catch it. Yeah, well, not a bigger fan. <laughs> <laughs> not true, um, Linhead like me. <laughs> clearly, not a Linhead. Do they have their own fandom name yet? Probably, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the Mirandum. The, the Mirandumites or something. Like oh, the... that's awful. It was bad. Well, they're all awful. That's the point. Yeah. Um. What, what else could one be? Um. I don't know. The Linnies. There's a couple of Linnies on the podcast yeah. talking about Lin. Um. <laughs> that's that awful. I don't know if um, you've ever seen a picture of Stephen Sonnenheim, but um, David Bradley looks eerily like him. Yeah, he does. I saw. I looked up after this. Um. It took me a minute to realize it was David Bradley for a sec. Yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Um. <clears throat> No, I'm really glad this hasn't been pushed into like the whole um, it, the, the box. I can only describe as polished white people musicals, um, which are explain what the, you mean by that. The two that fit the category, and you'll get it immediately, is La La Land yeah. and The Greatest Showman. Okay, yeah, got you. Yeah, <laughs> which is just like maybe Panic at the Disco will do a cover of one of them, and that will go viral <laughs> on TikTok, and everyone will be like, "Oh my god, this scene!" because they use the tiniest bit of color theory. Then, <laughs> um, like, they just lied to make a character more accessible and and able to sell tickets. Should like, we do an episode on um, the Greatest Showman someday? I I, mean, I want be... to keep negative. I want to keep positive, and it would be it would be a large a large rant. It would honest. it would be like forty minutes of me just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> if you think if you think our cats episode was us being negative. <laughs> Fuck me! You just wait for the greatest showman. Maybe yeah. our hundredth episode will do the greatest showman. Just Maybe. just to really drum home the point of another happy pod. Yeah, um, let us know if you want to hear that. 
Or ah. don't. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, I, I'd, I'd enjoy the content, but at the same time, I'd really rather not watch it. Um, I'd also really rather not watch it, um, but I will. But just like Jonathan Larson, Nathan, we suffer for our art. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, we had to suffer through the Star Wars holiday special for no fucking reason. Oh, I'm still so, sour on that. Still sour. Tick, tick, good time. I don't think we talked enough about um, uh, Robin De Jesus, uh, his character, and, and Mike, because he was like really good. Like, really yeah. fucking good. He's got this incredible chemistry. He got, he's got like this amazing natural chemistry with Andrew Garfield. I don't know if yeah. that comes down to them two just being great actors, yeah. but it's they they just locked and you really really believed. Even with the two child actors they cast that look nothing like either one of them, yeah, um, you really believe that these guys have been friends since they were like five. Um, they and- did do that thing though. One thing I hate with child actors um, is the. Whenever they're having like a flashback scene and they get a child actor to play, you know the 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 younger version of the main the hair? person is the hair. Yeah, <laughs> they they always give them the exact same haircut that yeah. they have in like their thirties or whatever. So yeah. just so you know, it's them. And like they haven't changed in thirty. years. Come on, yeah, they've never um, once had a haircut in that yeah. time. <laughs> or they, or always... they've consistently kept. They go to the barbers with a picture of their five year old self saying, "Do not deviate from this. <laughs> this is the template I would like." Um, exactly. Yeah. I always hate that, but whatever. It's always funny, especially when like um like one of the characters is like slightly balding as well. It's just like <laughs> you're gonna shave the kid's head? How are you gonna do this? <laughs> you're gonna give this kid a receding hairline? <laughs> At the age of five. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh no, it's no, but their 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 relationship was incredible yeah. and he he yeah. he's got an amazing way, um Robin De, uh, De Jesus has got this amazing way of just screaming silently yeah. do you know what i mean like like there's that there's that moment where he's singing um looking out the window of his office um and he's just like there's just a, a tear rolling down his cheek and his eyes are fucking heartbreaking in that scene yeah um and he's and he's singing one note but the fact that you can see that much emotion like it, obviously it shows why he was like one of I think he was one of the only big Broadway stars that got a role in this as without having a massive Broadway career behind it. Do you know what I mean? Is he a Broadway like, star? I didn't know that. He's he's the original Sonny. Uh, in, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he's um yeah he's really good. Oh, I mean, it is funny because in the original In the Heights, he still looks like forty being a kid, <laughs> like going around being like, <laughs> like going around being like, you know, you love me, chillax, man. <laughs> like, the hippest, coolest forty-year-old there was. Um, that's Broadway, yeah, baby. That is that is literally the definition of Broadway. He's a fifteen-year-old with a receding hairline. Lin Manuel um, at the ripe age of forty-four, going, "I'm only nineteen, but my mind is older." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure about that one, Lin? <laughs> I I watched Blood Brothers once, um, like years and years ago, uh, and the fact that Blood Brothers commit to the idea of like the same set of twins playing yeah. them from ages seven till like 25 is just unbelievable isn't the majority of blood brothers set when they're kids as well though a good first like like at least a third of it is when they're about seven yeah brutal yeah and then you just, these two like and obviously they'll always cast older than the actor anyway because they're not going to cast two 18 year olds so yeah. like 
it's not even believable that they're 20 let alone seven (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, it's good it's funny but yeah that is that is musicals down to the t yeah no i I think that's kind of my opinions on it it seems like there's not much to say but it's kind of a it's a movie that kind of hit it on all cylinders for me that i think was like it just worked there's not a lot to pick out because everything flows really well together yeah, if if I had to rate it anything, I would give it the Keith seal of approval, which is of course one for you, I reckon. <laughs> Do you want to give it context, or we just let it sit? I just let that sit. I reckon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely according to Keith one for me. Um, but not just you. But I wasn't saying specifically you. I was saying you was in the audience. So yeah, yeah, one, one for you. One, one for you, I reckon. One for um, you, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so there um, we go. Check it out. It's on Netflix, so it's free. So thanks everyone for having a having a raucous time with us two, us two linnies talking about this <laughs> musical, uh, this movie. Uh, next week we're going to be doing uh, a little a little bit of this. It's fanboys. Wowie, 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 woo, are indeed just two linnies talking about that next week. So we can't wait. Uh, we've got. Uh, some some lovely new artwork. I don't know if you noticed. Don't know if you were looking oh, yeah. frantically for your new episode <laughs> and going, "Where's the weird teal green color thing?" Yeah. Um, but no, not anymore. We're we're now two personalized icons, thanks to Chris uh, from the Weekly Planet posters, who's a big legend. Um, and we are um, we we've got the bisexual colors, haven't we, Nathan? We're flying <laughs> we're flying the bisexual. Yeah, we're flying the flag. Um... So yeah, that's that's our 2022 colors. Uh, in 2023, we might switch it up to the trans colors. Who knows? But Who right knows? now, we're feeling we're feeling by pride. So yeah, exactly. I will say, um, fuck you, Tim Apple. We're no longer beholden to your emojis or whatever. So yep. we no longer have to live under constant threat of being sued at any given yeah, moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Apple knocks down the knocks down our door with a gun and says, Give me all the royalties and we give him nothing. <laughs> yeah. That is how much we make from this. We've not made a penny from this, Tim. All right. If anything, we've lost pennies because we've, you had to buy a mic. We've I already had the mic, but we've definitely yeah, we've definitely spent money more than we should have. Well, I mean we we fucking paid for the, the thing for Chris, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah, well there we go. Yeah. In <laughs> so, itself. So already. We're we're in the red. Um, and that's that's not to even count the amount that we have to spend renting movies on Amazon Prime. That's true. Um, yeah, I, spend, I still can't get over the fact that I spent almost twenty quid on two occasions to rent um, both Wonder Woman and then King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> because it was only available to rent, and it was twenty quid to to have it for three days, which is a good fair price, I reckon. Why didn't you just blah 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 it? I could have just blah 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 it, um, but I did not just blah 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 it. I don't know. No. You're a fool. You could have saved yourself twenty squids. I did. I did You're... blah 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 the Matrix Resurrections though. Um, I think everyone blah 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 the Matrix Resurrections, yeah. right? We probably <laughs> won't do an episode on it. This is just nothing. We probably won't do an episode on it because it's too confusing. <laughs> but it was. Um, <laughs> I still don't know if I like it. It's... I'm... I've got a fairly decent take. I reckon give it give it time and we could do an episode on it. Alright. But maybe yeah. maybe we'll do a whole Matrix episode at some point. Oh that'd be yeah. fun. The whole <laughs> just, where the last ten minutes is just us being like, ah 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, new episodes of this podcast come out Fridays at 10 a.m. Uh, next week we're going to be doing Fanboys. I've already said that. Uh, we are going to continue our status on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. <laughs> didn't know. I didn't know. I, was, I didn't know where I was going with it. I just started speaking, and then I found it. Um, yeah, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Another Happy Pod. Uh, you can you can find us there. You can give us a little follow. You can also. This is the life. Boom, 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 boom. This, carry on. This is the life. Boom, boom, boom. Do you know how distracting it is? <laughs> no, you can carry on. Just a little bit okay. of background music. You can also give our podcast a, a five star review if you like. Uh, get get on there, go on Apple Podcasts, give us a little five stars, and tell you can do us. Do on Spotify you, now as well. You can do it on Spotify now as well. It's just getting there. Um, do that, and we'll see you next <laughs> week. Um, I'm yawning as we speak. Oh, bad form. <laughs> Listen, first one back of the year. Um, yeah. We just we we kind of we relaxed on this one. Next week we'll, we'll be back properly. I promise. <laughs> we took it easy. We chilled. We out. did. Yeah. You even had a little nap. Not during the podcast. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna cut. Maybe I'm gonna cut out twenty minutes of what you're saying in the podcast <laughs> with just me talking to myself. Just and now it's some, gonna feel like you have just putting some light snooze in sound effect. <laughs> uh, you know that cartoon snoring where it's like. <sighs> anyway that's it uh see you next week as always say hello to your dog for me peace out guys <laughs> i'll go next door and say goodbye to their dog not that one. Oh yeah Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.